Welcome to the Extraordinary Life Podcast from the creator of the Extraordinary Life Tribe, Crystal Obergon. The self-development podcast propelling you forward toward your goals using science-backed high-performance habits. Reach the next level in your physical and mental health. See new heights in your relationships. Gain clarity on your purpose and live your extraordinary life. Welcome your host, writer, speaker, and coach, Crystal Obergon. Hi there. This is Crystal of Crystal Obregon Coaching with episode number 45 of the Extraordinary Life Podcast. Last week, I shared how I was trying to create change in my life by doing the 75 Hard Challenge. If you didn't listen last week or need a refresher, here's what it entails. For 75 days in a row, I exercise two times per day for at least 45 minutes. I drink one gallon of water. I read 10 pages of a personal development book. Follow a diet of my choosing. And I chose to eat no gluten, dairy, or added sugar and no alcohol for the full 75 days. The main goal of it is to develop mental strength so that you become better at doing what you say you're going to do. Well, I made it to day 11 before I failed, and I'll tell you how it happened that I stopped and then tell you how I could have avoided it. So I was on day two of a road trip last week to take my son to a national level mountain bike race. We'd had a seven or eight hour day of driving, and I had managed the food and probably most of the water. I didn't really organize a good way of keeping track of how much water I was drinking. Some of the motivation to drink that much water during a road trip was gone because of not wanting to stop all the time to use the bathroom. So when we arrived in Utah in the afternoon, I got my first workout of the day by going for a hike with my husband while my son and his teammate were riding their bikes on the mountain bike course. My plan was to stretch and do yoga after I made dinner for my second 45-minute workout of the day and to read my 10 pages in bed. When I was done with dinner, I was so incredibly tired that I couldn't even comprehend stretching for 45 minutes Even though I almost always read at bedtime, I was too tired to read more than a page or two. I knew that my failure would be fairly public since I talked about the challenge on my podcast, but when you're that tired, you are that tired. In hindsight, what I could or should have done was make sure that I got my 45 minutes of yoga slash stretching done in the morning before we started driving. I probably could have read my 10 pages too. Because I'm an early riser, it's so much easier to get up a little earlier than to stay up when I'm exhausted. This is where just personal preference and how you are comes into play with something like this because other people I know would find it much easier to stay up later to accomplish these things than I do. So as of recording this podcast, I've decided to start the challenge again. I'm on day one. I was a little conflicted about starting again 
because I will be doing other road trips this summer, taking my son to races that are far away during that 75 days. But I do feel like the benefits outweigh the negatives. And I think I can plan better for success. I mean, who knew that sitting in a passenger seat for eight hours would be so exhausting? Another reason I was conflicted is that it really is a lot. There were many days when I felt physically exhausted, and I really didn't expect it. I didn't expect to feel so tired, considering that walking and or doing yoga is considered a workout. So there is a way to work in easier days. On the other hand, that's why I'm doing it, a big part of why I'm doing it. And I expect that as my fitness increases, that it will change, that I won't feel so exhausted by doing those two workouts a day. Also, since I've taken a few days off, my body isn't feeling as good. And I think it's because, one, I was being so much better about doing yoga and stretching. And two, all that extra water I was drinking was making my body feel less achy. I know that when you are dehydrated, your muscles don't work as well, basically. So I am starting again. I like having the accountability, and I feel like the components add up to a good way of developing mental strength, which I do feel like I need right now. However, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for everyone, as it is a little on the extreme side. And if you do decide to do it, it would be a good idea to see a doctor first to see if it's right for you. Now I'd like to share four ways of developing mental strength that you can do in a way that works for you. Not that there won't be some discomfort involved. There always is when you try to change something. So the challenge I'm doing does check the first two boxes, which are exercise and diet. Now, exercise is relatively simple. Basically, write out some daily and weekly goals and try to stick with them. I think that the important part is to start where you are. So if that's 15 minutes of walking a day, then fine. I think where people get into trouble is when they start ahead of where they are. It can be intimidating and overwhelming to push too much. You can see that starting at 245 minutes workouts a day, if you're not even walking every day, it would be too much and you're just more likely to quit. So set a goal you think is healthy for you and that you can succeed at and you can always increase it with time. Like maybe start with 15 minutes of walking and add a minute every day until you get to an hour and then maybe start doing something a little more aerobic. But the most important thing is to stick to what you say you're going to do. So give it a think as you're listening, and you could even pause this and write something down if you're in a place where you can. But just think about what what would just push you a little bit, not too much, so that you can just start really trusting yourself, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Experimenting with diet is another place to start to develop mental strength. You probably know that you'll feel better if you eat more veggies and don't eat sugar, 
But it's so easy to eat sugary foods or grab a snack made of processed food when you're hungry that it can be difficult to stick to it. Decide what you would like to do, what would benefit from you, for you. Sorry. Try to make a plan for what you're going to do as far as your diet goes. Doesn't have to be extreme. It can be as simple as deciding not to eat anything with added sugar or cutting out processed foods. Try to do it just for a week. Taking out those two types of food really does eliminate a lot of unhealthy foods. And then if you don't stick with it for the full week, try to examine why. Were you not organized enough? Did you go to the grocery store while hungry and gravitate toward your favorite snack foods? I know I do that. Or did you go to a restaurant and instinctively order what you usually order? As you examine your reasons, you'll probably begin to realize how affected you are by your environment, which is the third component of developing mental strength. So try to manipulate your environment first. In this way, you'll be taking away the opportunity to fail. When it comes to the diet or your food plan, try planning your meals, go grocery shopping, after you've already eaten and with a list so that you're not leaving what you eat or what you buy to chance. And then don't have those foods that you don't want to eat around you because it's just too easy. Manipulating your environment for mental strength can also mean that you make use of the concept of minimalism as much as possible. So think about the less information and distractions you have in your physical environment, the clearer your mind will be. Cleaning your home and your office can have a positive impact on your mental well-being. And even getting clutter out, people can find fresh mental energy when they let go of possessions. You can also create mental space by limiting the time you spend on television and by switching your phone off at night. Even things like making your bed in the morning and spending time out in nature can really help you to get your mind in order. So think about your outer environment reflecting your inner environment. Being obsessively neat and tidy can be too much. On one side, it can drive you crazy to try and keep it that way, and as can having the opposite of having things strewn everywhere. Ideally, your physical environment will be neat and orderly with a few items thrown around here and there. Understanding the importance of the environment means that you can change external objects and situations that will positively reflect on your internal state and vice versa. And that's big news because really our mindset and our mind is where we can make most change. And the next step in mastering your mind is to limit your exposure to advertising and the media. Once it was pointed out to me, I really became aware of how destructive advertising and media could be to my mindset. For example, during the pandemic, I subscribed to more online news sources 
because I wanted to know what was going on, especially because I don't watch news on TV. I got into a habit of spending time every morning reading the headlines and a few stories. The headlines really would grab me. When I look back, I can see how much extra stress I introduced into my life. I mean, yes, I did want to know what was going on, but now I notice more that the news headlines are almost always geared towards the negative. Very little positive news is reported, and I got into a habit even of seeking out the negative news. Advertising can also use scare tactics to influence you to purchase their products or services. And scientific data has shown that people are victims of advertising even when they view themselves as impervious. When we see something, our conscious mind might not take it in, but our subconscious mind most certainly does. Honestly, why else would there have been a toilet paper shortage? Almost by default, we're all victims of the surrounding environment, which is aimed at subverting our actions, right? Bad news sells. And it does an excellent job given that consumerism is running rampant right now. If you're serious about developing your mind, then it needs to be as clear as possible. Try reducing your exposure to advertising and media wherever appropriate. And remember that many people do tell themselves that they need to, quote unquote, keep in touch with reality, but much of the information that you get is a one-sided reality. So don't let pointless information from advertising, the media, or even other people take up your valuable cognitive space by default. To limit your exposure, you just need to get a little organized and create an empowering environment that is conducive to clear thinking. One thing that worked for me is to not read any news until after at least 11 a.m. I'm less likely to look at it after that time And I know that if there's something especially newsworthy happening, I'll find out about it from other sources. So that's four ways to begin to develop your mind. Commit to a diet and exercise plans. And remember to start where you are. You can always add to them later. Because when you develop the strength to do what you say you're going to do, your life will move ahead. The second two are to clear your physical and mental space by taking a minimalism approach in what you let in in both areas. Next week, I will share some practices that are more directly oriented toward mental development. Remember that everything you do is stretching the mind to some degree or another, whether it's exercise, diet, writing, or walking. Once these things are happening, it's time to use some more direct methods. If you would like help in committing to a plan and following through while exploring why you may not have been successful in the past and how you can succeed in the future, I do have space for a few private clients. You can also get on the wait list for the next time I open the Extraordinary Life Tribe. The links for both of those are in the show notes. And that's it for now. I will see you in here next week. 
Be sure to follow me on social media to see how I'm doing with my 75 hard challenge. Please feel free to cheer me on and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Life Podcast with writer and coach Crystal Obergon. We'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast too. To find more helpful insights, show notes, and more about Crystal, go to crystalobergon.com. That's O-B-R-E-G-O-N, where you will also find info for the Design Your Decade Workshop. This workshop will help you to stop drifting and start creating. Until next time, be extraordinary.